is great to be in the SEC right here on the SEC Recap Podcast. I am your host, Ben Warren. This is our Game of the Week episode for Week 11, number 9, Alabama at number 11, Ole Miss. Hey, while you're listening, give us a follow on Twitter at SEC Recap. You could get all of our content at secrecap.com and check out our merch, bonfire.com slash store slash SEC Recap. We've got awesome, awesome SEC Pride merch for all 14 SEC teams. Go check that out. As always, you can get the accompanying article for this podcast that has all the stats and stuff like that in it at secrecap.com slash articles. If you're listening on YouTube, smash that thumbs up and sub to the channel. You guys are awesome. No more wasting time. Here we go. The matchup. Number nine, Alabama Crimson Tide rolls to Baton Rouge to face the number 11 Ole Miss Rebels in a tilt for the second spot in the SEC West behind LSU. This game is going to kick off at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Alabama is coming off its second loss of the season at the hands of Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers in an overtime thriller in Death Valley. The one-point overtime loss essentially obliterated realistic hopes of the Crimson Tide making this year's playoff. They were already out of the top four at number seven in the CFP rankings, and they would have needed to at least make the SEC championship game to have a shot at the playoffs. But hope is not quite lost. Ole Miss was in a three-way tie for first place in the West with LSU and Bama after being defeated by LSU in week nine. That left all three teams each with one conference loss. A win over Alabama would cement the Rebels in the number two spot behind LSU in the West, while a loss would let the Tide slide into that number two spot. Now you might be wondering, does number two in the SEC West really matter at this point? Well, yeah, it kind of still matters. Though not highly probable, there is still a scenario of Ole Miss or Alabama claiming the SEC West title. You ready? Alabama still has to play Ole Miss and Auburn to finish its SEC schedule. Ole Miss still has to play Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Whoever wins this game is fairly comfortably in at number two. Alabama slightly more so than Ole Miss because they have one less SEC game to play. Meanwhile, LSU still has to win out against Arkansas and Texas A&M, which are both road games. If LSU were to slip and fall in both of those games and Alabama or Ole Miss win out, the number two team would overtake the Tigers and punch their ticket to the SEC championship. Again, it's remote probability, but it's still a probability. In any case, we're still looking at a two-loss team from the West, most likely facing undefeated Georgia in Atlanta. Nevertheless, it is all but guaranteed that a two-loss SEC champion would get an at-large bid to the college football playoff, and they still might be granted a playoff berth even with a close loss to Georgia. LSU is coming off an emotional win over Alabama and now travels to Arkansas. The Hogs could certainly catch the Tigers in a hangover game, and I'm sure nothing would make the Aggies happier 
than knocking off the Tigers' SEC championship hopes when they come to College Station for their final game of the season. Deep breath. So you see, the game definitely matters. It can definitely have big implications within the SEC pecking order, and it's not usual to have this chaotic of a scenario at this point in the season as Alabama normally has it all neatly wrapped up and tied with a bow as we roll into the holidays. But not this year. Tied. Rebels. Fight. Let's take a look at the stats. Alabama comes into this game with the number six scoring offense in the country. They're averaging 41 points per game, 41.8 to be exact, 482 yards a game, about 70 plays a game, 29.50 in time of possession, averaging 2.3 plays per minute. They have the number 28 passing offense and the number 23 rushing offense. They're putting up about 280 yards through the air and 202 on the ground. They've got 24 passing touchdowns and 19 rushing touchdowns on the season. They also have just six interceptions on the year. Pretty good. And they've lost five out of 18 fumbles. I said last week, this is a weird stat. It's good that they've only lost five fumbles, but it's not good at all that they fumbled 18 times on the year. That's like two fumbles a game. All right. Meanwhile, Ole Miss comes in with the number 16 scoring offense in the country. Rebels are averaging better than 37 points per game. Almost 500 yards per game, 494, 74 plays a game. They go pretty quick, and they're about 25 and a half minutes in time of possession. They are running closer to 2.9 plays a minute to Alabama's 2.3. But this is where things get kind of weird. They have the number 79 passing offense and the number three rushing offense. So while Alabama's is super balanced, number 28 pass, number 28 in the run, Ole Miss is very imbalanced toward the run. Number 79 in the pass, number three in the run game. They only have 16 total passing touchdowns on the year, and they have 27 rushing touchdowns. They have eight interceptions on the year, and they've lost three out of 17 fumbles. Again, like Alabama, really good that you've only lost three, really bad that you've had 17. Advantage in this one, I'm giving to Alabama. Overall, they're the more balanced offense. On the defensive side, Alabama with the number 14 scoring defense in the country. They're allowing just 18 points per game and about 300 yards. They have the 29th ranked passing defense and the number 11 rush defense. They've given up 10 passing touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns on the year. They've got three picks five fumble recoveries. Ole Miss, the number 34 scoring defense in the country. They're giving up an average of 21 points per game and 378 yards. They have the number 61 pass defense and the number 79 rush defense. So not super great in either of those. They're allowing 222 yards through the air. They've given up 13 total tutties on the season. And they're allowing 155 yards a game on the ground with 11 tutties given up. They've collected six INTs and recovered seven fumbles. So again, defensively, I'm giving the advantage here pretty clearly to Alabama. 
for key injuries, I, it was really hard to find uh, updated injury reports. Neither Saban nor Kiffin really like to uh, tell too much about their injury situations. But for Alabama, we know Bryce Young has been nursing that shoulder injury. However, there's no doubt in my mind that he will be playing in this game. He's still a strong Heisman candidate. He's going to be out there running up those stats. And for Ole Miss, I can't find an updated injury report, but I mean... It is Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss, so don't be surprised if a bunch of injuries all of a sudden pop up on, you know, third and short situations. Key players for this game. For Alabama, it's always going to be Bryce Young. Every time he plays in a game, he's going to be a key player. When it all breaks down, the dude just finds a way to make something happen week after week after week. Alongside him... It's got to be Jameer Gibbs running back. If, if Bryce Young is a key player, it's because he can't do it without Jameer Gibbs. He's not only the team's leading rusher with 771 yards, he's the second leading receiver on this team with 365 yards. That's over 1,100 all-purpose yards on the season. For Ole Miss, you know who it is. Running back Quinshawn Judkins. Look, when you have the number three rushing offense in the country, you lean on that. You lean on it. You lean into it. He's been the star of that offense with over 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns on the season. Also going to throw in here wide receiver Jonathan Mingo. If they can force Bama's defense to respect the run game, and Bama gave up 185 to LSU, it opens up your receivers. If Jackson Dart can also use his legs to extend some plays, he can probably find Jonathan Mingo downfield in some critical situations. Alabama's been really good on third down defense. So Jackson Dart might have to move around a little bit, look downfield, kind of like Bryce Young does. Dude just seems to make something out of nothing. I think Jonathan Mingo can play a critical role there if he can help Jackson Dart out. So what this game comes down to, to me, it's Ole Miss's number three rushing offense versus Alabama's number 11 rushing defense. We've seen teams be able to run the ball pretty effectively on Alabama, especially with a mobile quarterback, as long as the offensive line can handle Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, right? Alabama leads the league and it's 10th in the country in sacks. They've got 29 sacks on the year, but... Ole Miss is tied for fourth in the country in fewest sacks allowed. So I think that offensive line is pretty good. Ole Miss will need a strong dual attack to beat Alabama. They have to be able to threaten them on the ground, which they should be able to do, enough that you can hit them over the top. We've seen that Alabama's safeties are susceptible to being beaten by speedy receivers. And on the other hand, I think Alabama needs to be able to contain Quinshawn Judkins and force Jackson Dart into uncomfortable situations with some pressures, disguised blitzes, kind of unbalance their passing threat. Finally, can Alabama limit penalties on the road? It's just been something that's killed them all year. ESPN's FPI has Alabama favored at a 75.3% chance to win versus Ole Miss at a 24.7% chance to win. The spread favors Alabama at minus 12, and the money line sits at minus 440. The over-under sits at 63.5 at the time of writing, with team totals for Alabama at 36, 
and Ole Miss at 25. Uh, 63 and a hook seems a little high for me. With Alabama going on the road, they have a very good defense. I I think this point total is going to be probably in the 50s. I would say mid to high 50s, but I'm leaning under on that 63 and a half. Okay, final prediction here. Alabama is known for get-right games after losses. I have no doubt that Saban has unleashed all hell at practice this week about what they need to fix. As Mr. T would say, I pity the fool. And I am tempted to pity Ole Miss this weekend. But the Tide has been vulnerable on the road. Both of their losses this season were at Tennessee and at LSU. Now, Vaught-Hemingway is not Neyland Stadium, and it is not Death Valley. In fact, they've struggled to get fans to games even when Ole Miss is ranked. You know, they say the tailgating is phenomenal in Oxford. But it might be so good that most fans are deciding to stay at the tailgates instead of cheering on the home team. I don't know if Ole Miss will have the kind of crowd that quote-unquote turned the tide, pun intended, in Knoxville and Baton Rouge. I've also learned it's never wise to bet against Nick Saban the week after a loss. I think Alabama gets this done on the road. Might be ugly at times. Ole Miss can make it a game, but I think Alabama's the better team, the more complete team. I'm picking Alabama 34, Ole Miss 24. It hits that under, but Ole Miss covers that 12-point spread. All right, let's look around the rest of the SEC with some Week 11 predictions. Starting with the noon games, you have Missouri at number five, Tennessee. This game is in Knoxville. Mizzou has a decent defense. It's clear that's what the team is hanging their hat on, but they still can't score points. I highly doubt Missouri can shut down Tennessee like Georgia did. And after all, neither Alabama or Kentucky were able to either, and those are better defenses than Mizzou. But even if they manage to slow down the Vols, Missouri's offense isn't good enough to match them score for score. So I like the 21 point spread. I think that's pretty on the money for this one. Give me Tennessee in a game they should win by three touchdowns without too much issue. Next up, number seven, LSU at Arkansas. I know a lot of people are talking about this game because this is a 1,000% a hangover game trap for LSU. They're coming off that big emotional win over Alabama, and Arkansas is super out of sorts after that unexpected loss to Liberty. The Razorbacks would love nothing more than to ruin LSU's high. I believe LSU will win, but do not be surprised if the Hogs make it a game. I haven't picked a final score yet, but I am still going to take LSU to win this one. Uh, Arkansas is just really bad uh, in their secondary. They've just got a lot of defensive problems. They run the ball really well. I think LSU is good enough defensively to control that. Next, we have Vanderbilt at number 24, Kentucky. Okay, first of all, how is Kentucky even ranked again? Uh, the college football playoff committee must have been wowed by that four-point win on the road to Missouri. Okay. Anyway, Vanderbilt shouldn't be any challenge at all. 
If they are, then expect Kentucky just to fall right back out of the top 25. I mean, Kentucky's offense sucks. Vanderbilt's offense sucks. They're without A.J. Swan. Uh, Kentucky plays slow. God, this is just probably going to be one of those, like, 21 to 17 games again. All right, next, South Carolina at Florida. Really tempted to make this one my game of the week. Unfortunately, it just doesn't have any impact on the SEC. Otherwise, I would. It doesn't have any impact, so I'm not. South Carolina has all kinds of problems offensively and defensively. Though not the strongest team, home field advantage should be enough for Florida to win this game. I think the Gators get to spank the Cox in the swamp. Next, we have number one, Georgia, going on the road to Mississippi State. Uh, I mean... Georgia it's Georgia right is anybody picking Mississippi State to even cover this I wouldn't last game of the day Texas A&M at Auburn and Auburn is favored by one and a half points and what I think might be the first game they've been favored in since week four versus Missouri both teams are three and six against the spread so I don't think I can pick a score here but give me Auburn at home That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at SEC Recap. Check out all of our content at secrecap.com. If you're listening in audio form, please, please, please go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. It helps us out so much. Check out our merch, bonfire.com slash store slash SEC Recap. Check out that awesome SEC Pride merch. And if you're listening on YouTube, Help us get to 100 subs. That's my goal, guys. 100 subs. Uh, You guys have been awesome on YouTube so far. Smash that thumbs up. Smash that like. And sub to the channel. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And as always, it's great to be in the SEC right here on the SEC Recap.